What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about a new partner alert that we have at DNVR, and that is our friends over at Solace Med. We've partnered with the premier dispensary for you guys with smoking hot deals, and Solace Meds has that. And they also have four convenient locations in Colorado, one in Fort Collins for all of our Rams fans, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. And Solace has some banging deals this month. You can get 20% off all glacier concentrates, 20% off mile high extractions, a thousand milligram cart, 20% off CBN gummies. You can get so much over there at Solace Meds and also buy three, get one free in the entire store. And all of these amazing deals can be taken advantage of. And you can get an additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code DNVR20. So get 20% off all of those things. And then get an extra 20% off using that magic code DNVR20 at checkout. So make sure to smash that code DNVR20 at checkout to save 20% off your entire purchase. And there's no better way to support DNVR than supporting our partners. So get online and purchase or head to one of their four convenient locations and get the best customer service from their bud tenders and 20% off your purchase. That's DNVR20 at checkout over at Solace Meds for 20% off your entire purchase. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. NVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. And some of our very own staff members at DNVR have taken classes over at MSU Denver, and they say that the professors do a great job of building the schedule around you. And then also, they do a great job of bringing the outside world to you so that you are prepared and know what to do once you graduate or finish that class. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver online. My boy, Mace, what's shaking bacon? What's shaking? Hmm. Good question, Zach. Um, I guess my vocal cords are shaking because I'm talking to you, even though I've got a little bit of a sore throat. I'm playing hurt. Uh, last night, looking out the window, I felt like uh, I was in a snow globe that had been shaking, watching the snow fall after Mother's Day. Boy, oh boy, if you're in the Denver area, I hope you didn't plant your flowers over the weekend because... Yeah, they they might not make it through uh, this 24-hour period here, but uh, if you wait until next week, hopefully we're going to be good. But yeah, that's what's shaking. Oh, and uh, we'll get to this in a moment, but more Aaron Rodgers talk. We're on a, what is this? I believe this is now day 13. 
routine of Rogers watch with day one being the NFL draft. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And may speaking of Aaron Rodgers, now we may be able to expand our search of players that could join the Broncos from the Packers. And we could look to an all pro receiver, Devonte Adams Mace yesterday, Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers' favorite target throughout his career was on Fox sports radio and said that his future may be in doubt if he is, if Aaron Rodgers isn't back and he, he opened up on a lot saying that, uh, you know, he hopes that it's settled with green Bay and that he's back on the radio, taking shots with them to celebrate that Aaron Rodgers is back. But one of the things that he said, uh, was that, let me find the quote right here. He says, uh, if Aaron Rodgers isn't back, he said it would change a lot for him. Doesn't mean potentially I'd be gone, but I definitely have to do some extra thinking if my guy wasn't here. So if he's doing some extra thinking, Mace, should George Payton do some extra thinking about expanding his search when talking with Gutenkeist about who he should bring over from Green Bay and trade for? Who? I don't even know the Green Bay Packers general manager. I have heard the name Gutekunst pronounced about 15 different ways in the last two weeks. I've never heard it that way. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. The dude that's messing up the Packers. Yeah. The dude that Aaron Rodgers thinks is messing up the Packers, the Packers life or the guy who, despite all this may end up replacing Mark Murphy as Packers president. How about that for a little bit of a, a thought here with, with all this. Um, wow. Yeah, this is, this is starting to, to feel a little bit like uh, people trying to, to, to leave a sinking ship. You'd almost think that it also, it also tells you something interesting that um, Aaron Rodgers may not be somebody who has uh, like the entire locker room worth of, uh, of friends you know, not, there, there are very few guys who are popular among every corner of the locker room. But Rogers also appears to be somebody to whom he's got some fiercely loyal teammates. You know, for Devontae Adams would be one. Um, David Bakhtiari appears to be another, uh, even though we've heard less from him about, uh, about his, his status. Uh, you know, someone who I know Aaron Rodgers is still close with, who's not a teammate anymore, is Randall Cobb down in Houston. Um, guy, you know, th- there are there are people around Aaron Rodgers that are loyal to him and uh, want to be with him. Of course, the, the interesting thing on Adams, though, Zach, is if the, Bron- if, the Bron- if the Broncos are supposedly a team to whom Aaron Rodgers is attracted because of their receiving core, wouldn't it be interesting that that uh, having the notion of bringing in one of those a receiver from Green Bay, presumably to replace somebody in that receiving core and somebody who's a lot more a, a lot more expensive, even though he's in a contract year. So there are all sorts of kind of questions that come up here. Yeah, there there are a lot of questions. But Mace, like we talked about yesterday, if Aaron Rodgers wants Devontae Adams or wants anyone you make sure that you make that happen, especially if Green Bay says, oh my gosh, we're losing Aaron Rodgers. Well, we might as well lose Devontae Adams, get a haul back in return. So the the answer is absolutely, you, you do the deal. Now, you're 
not just going to pull an all pro wide receiver away from the Packers without giving up anything. So it would likely cost you a lot. And one of the things that it could cost you is one of your young receivers, either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. I'm not sure which one uh, the, the Packers would like, but if the Packers go a youth movement with Jordan Love, it would actually make sense for them to get a young wide receiver to pair with him. Now, Devontae Adams still has plenty of game left. He's 28 years old, but you could get a 22-year-old Jerry Judy to grow with Jordan Love. That sounds pretty enticing, but we've also talked, Mace, about maybe Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton is included in a trade package in order to get Aaron Rodgers. So if this is the case, then I think it means that Bradley Chubb would be included in that package to get Aaron Rodgers because I don't think that the Packers are just, and I don't think the Broncos Mm -hmm. would want to move on from Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. So I think when you talk about this, you're talking about Bradley Chubb leaving and the Aaron Rodgers deal and probably one of those two receivers leaving and a Devontae Adams deal. Mace, do you think, do you, do you think that reasoning makes sense right there? Yeah, it, it makes sense. And I think also it, it makes sense that if you did include him in a deal, that it would become, it would become something that would start cost that would really start costing you uh multiple players that would that would hurt the other thing i think also that comes into play is when you're talking about contracts um if you are if, if you're exchanging players maybe you're talking more about uh, a, a contract exchange maybe maybe even uh one of the larger contracts on your on your team going back to going back to green bay in the deal perhaps mm. not just uh you know, maybe not just Bradley Chubb, maybe, maybe something else. Cause Devonte, you know, Devonte Adams at that point, if it, let's say you're in a universe where Devonte Adams is included. He's in the last year of, of his deal. If the Packers trade him, green Bay takes a dead money charge of 3.6 million. And, and this is for a, a post June one trade, but they're going to save 13.18, 13, $13,187,500. And the team that traded for Devontae Adams would pick up uh, the base salary of twelve point five million, um, two point or twelve point two five million. Pardon me. And then there are another million dollars worth of roster bonuses and workout bonuses. So thirteen point two five million is what you'd be assuming. And that's where now, if you took on that contract as well, now you are in a point where you have to start moving some things around cap wise right. if you're going to get him in right away. I actually wonder if maybe the more realistic thing here is that Rogers is traded because now there are some reports that green Bay has made Aaron Rodgers a huge offer also reports that that huge offer has basically been kind of given the cold shoulder at this point that Aaron Rodgers really does not want to be a green Bay Packer, no matter what at this point, maybe his idea of getting at least some of the band back together is something that's just going to take a little bit of time that maybe is not something that happens right away. What do you, because with Devontae Adams, for example, he could play out his contract this year, be a free agent, and then boom, you're you're picking him up in the if, offseason. If, if that's the case, though, Mace, I don't think the Broncos would actually be picking Devontae Adams up next year because it then you would almost you would you would have too much at the wide receiver position and it wouldn't make sense to then go pay Devontae Adams 20 million dollars in order to do, to be the third receiver or you know be one of the three number one receivers that the Broncos have so i i think that i i see what you're saying but for Devontae Adams specifically 
I don't think you're bringing him in and Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. That's why I think a trade either for Rogers or for Adams uh, would involve either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, j- just to make, make sense for the roster so that you can get all of these guys on your team. And Mace, you're also going to have to pay Cortland Sutton uh, in the next year. And it, you're not going to have two $20 million receivers on your team, plus Jerry Judy, who you're going to have to pay in a couple of years. So that's why I think it would come in the form of a trade. And so the question is for George Payton, is it worth it? Is it worth it to give up on Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy's career in order to get an older uh, receiver, but one that has chemistry with Aaron Rodgers like no other and that the selling point here, Mace, would be this would be the ultimate win now move. Yeah, the, the interesting thing, like on a, on a, on a Adams and Sutton, two things. Number one, you could if you waited a year, you could simply say, "All right, we're going to ride with what we've got this year," and then Sutton leaves in free agency, and then you replace him with Adams, basically, and that's that, that's sort of the exchange you'd make. You'd probably be saying goodbye to Tim Patrick as well because he's going into his second contract. So your receiving core would likely be uh, Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy, uh, KJ Hamler. So a couple of guys on on first contracts plus Adams. And that's if you wait. A, uh, that's if you wait a year. If you do it now, yeah, you you can include Devontae Adams. The interesting thing though is, if Aaron Rodgers got around Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy and company for a season might Cortland Sutton become one of his guys to where he says, yeah, you know what? I'm okay uh, with him getting the big money. And so that that's sort of the interesting thing that could develop because even though he's got great chemistry with Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to develop outstanding chemistry with whatever receivers he's throwing to. So it would put a, and maybe that's, and maybe that would be part of Devonte Adams thinking like, Oh my gosh, what if uh, Aaron goes somewhere else and uh, finds a new me almost? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Little and, FOMO. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I would also say this Devonte Adams, Cortland Sutton, um, with all Cortland Sutton is, is, is going to be an excellent receiver, and he already is an excellent receiver. But if you put the two of them on paper, in terms of just not even thinking about that contract situation, just thinking about what they are, what they've accomplished. I mean, Cortland Sutton's very good, but Devontae Adams is just a notch better. Right. And so what are we talking about with Devontae Adams? We're talking about a four-time Pro Bowler, uh, a one-time All-Pro. Last year, he had a career year, including a league-leading 18 touchdowns, which is pretty ridiculous to wrap your mind around. 1,374 yards, 115 receptions. Aaron Rodgers targeted him 149 times in just 14 games. So he was averaging over 10 targets a game last year. And those are incredible numbers. And then when you you realize that it was only 14 games, that's mind-blowing. You realize, the funny thing is, Zach, he has averaged over 10 targets a game, three straight years. Yep. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really, uh, I wouldn't say it's nuts. It just shows you how much Aaron Rodgers trusts him and right. how, exactly. and also, I mean, how they've got, they've got a very, a very special chemistry working yeah, together. It, 
Exactly. And so the year before he was three yards shy of a thousand yards, he had 83 catches for 997 yards. And the year before that, another pro bowl year, 1,386 yards, 111 receptions. Uh, and, and then you look before that he was targeted over a hundred times uh, the two seasons before that as well. So those are the two best seasons that Devonte Adams has had. In fact, those are the three best seasons he's had in the past three years, only 28 years old. So, you know, very much still in his prime. Prime, maybe even entering his prime as last year showed. And so Mace, when I look at these numbers, I think Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy can absolutely develop into this because Devonte Adams only has two 1000 yards receiving years. Now he has two years where he was three yards shy. So very close to four 1000 yard receiving years, but Jerry Judy as a first round pick, he should be a thousand yard guy pretty much year in and year out. Cortland Sutton, we've seen that he can do that and we expect him when healthy to be able to do that. But if this is Aaron Rodgers' guy and Aaron Rodgers comes in and says, George, if you could get me Devontae Adams, and I, I would love that. Even at the expense of a Jerry Judy or a Corton Sutton, I would love that. Then you do it. You, you do it because uh, you, you would be missing out on potentially six years of Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy because Devontae Adams is about six years older. But Mace, you're not making the move for Aaron Rodgers to stabilize the ship and to help you get to a good place in five years from now. You're making the move for Aaron Rodgers to win right now. And Devontae Adams, that's the most win now move is getting a guy trading a young, valuable asset for a guy that's in his prime right now that already has a connection with Aaron Rodgers. And that would also help Aaron Rodgers transition. It would. And you think back to when Peyton Manning came in in 2012 and the Broncos, they did this in free agency though. They're right away. They turned around and they brought in, they, they brought in Jacob Tammy and they brought in Brandon Stokely. Now what those guys did was they gave Peyton two players with whom he'd already established chemistry and really kind of ease that transition a little bit, even though, Neither of them were number one options. I mean, you know, they they could both show Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas how it's done, how to work well with Peyton Manning, how to kind of speak uh, Peyton ease, basically. Um, Devontae Adams would, would be a little bit of a different dynamic. And the other thing with Devontae Adams is if you trade for him, then your plan should be make sure he's extended. Because if right. – uh, a one-year rental probably wouldn't hurt anybody, wouldn't help anybody. And then you can sort of get into some th- to some implications of saying, all right, we're going to have a big contract for Rodgers. We're going to have a big contract for Devontae Adams, even though your planning may have involved a big contract for Cortland Sutton anyway. So how does that change your overall roster construction? I'll, I mean, I will say this. If, if the notion of adding – a Devontae Adams or other players with whom Rogers has chemistry and familiarity. If that's something that's a deal breaker, then you need to rethink this because <laughs> I, I mean, and I mean this with all respect to, to, to anyone, to anyone on the roster, but if you're going to get Aaron Rogers as your quarterback, you go all in on doing what it takes to, to make sure that, the guys around him allow you to be a champ to be a championship team. And frankly, I, I wouldn't have any great attachment. I mean, uh, beyond, uh, you know, beyond, beyond like 
saying, okay, good guy, good player, all that. But in football, you have to be cold and detached, right? Yeah. yeah. And you ha- and sometimes that means making moves that hurt in the short term. And, and that may, that may uh, not be what you want to do emotionally in the short term. Because, hey, you get attached to certain people. My advice would be don't be Dick Monfort. And Dick Monfort, of course, the owner of the Rockies, has talked about becoming too attached to certain players, certain people in the front office, and that has led to a certain paralysis uh, in the Rockies organization that has delayed moves that should have been made uh, over time. Uh, you have to be a little bit colder here in terms of the in terms of the moves you ha- you may have to make because you have the chance to upgrade your team immeasurably by bringing in a Hall of Fame quarterback who probably still has at minimum three, more likely four or five uh, years uh, left in him if he ends up uh, having the Tom Brady type of arc here into his 40s. Yeah, and Mace, when you were talking, it it, it just, I realized something. It mm. has to be Cortland Sutton that you're trading yeah. for Devontae Adams because next year, let's say it's Jerry Judy that you trade. Like you said, Devontae Adams going on the final year of his contract this year, would, would the cap hit would be fine. Uh, and But next year, you would be paying Devontae Adams at 29 years old, or I guess next year at 30 years old, you'd be paying him $20 million a year. And then you'd also have to pay Cortland Sutton. And you're not not paying one of those guys. You're not trading right. Jerry Judy for Devontae Adams, then just letting Devontae Adams walk after this year. And you're certainly not going to just let Cortland Sutton walk. And so you're, you're trading Cortland Sutton for Devontae Adams if this is the case, if you're getting Devontae Adams, because then Jerry Judy can be cost-controlled for many more years when you're paying Devontae Adams big money. And then once you pay Jer- Jerry Judy, maybe Devontae Adams cap hit has come down a little bit and, and you're feeling good. And plus that's going to be on the back end of Aaron Rodgers deal right there, but you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers at what 30, 40 million dollars, whatever that number would end up being in, in a couple of years and two $20 million wide receivers. You can't. So the trade's pretty simple. Cortland Sutton and Devonta for Devonte Adams. Is that something that the Packers would do just straight up or are the Broncos sweetening the deal because Devonte Adams is a four-time pro bowler, one-time all pro Cortland Sutton is not an all pro yet and is only a one-time pro bowler. There may be a sweetener involved. I would actually argue that probably because of the contract situations uh, that uh, maybe you don't need it, but there, there may be a sweetener involved. You may be talking about another draft pick and, and, and that sweetener probably like a mid, a mid round pick, like, okay. Say, say a third, say a third rounder. I don't think you're talking about another first rounder here. Um, now the variable is Cortland Sutton. Where does he stand coming off the ACL injury? By all accounts, he's in good shape. He's he's cutting well, but that's also a factor. That's also a risk factor that probably needs to be uh, incorporated into the discussions a, as well. And so, uh, again, this is this is where you start talking about a deal that if it happens, it may hurt. And uh, I'm reminded a little bit of uh, the Champ Bailey trade back in '04. Uh, it seemed unthinkable then, Zach that the Broncos would trade Clinton Portis going into that off season. The, trading Portis seemed to be the farthest thing from anybody's mind. He's coming off a big year in Oh three. The guy was averaging five and a half yards per carry for his career. It looked like Mike Shanahan had found uh, a perfect running back for his system, but within two months of the off season starting Cortland or, or Cortland said, <laughs> Clinton Portis was off to Washington. So, yeah. 
audacious trades sometimes require the unthinkable becoming reality. And that's where, as a general manager, you've always got to be thinking in terms of, okay, if I bring in something big, it might require giving up something big to make that happen. Now, the difference there is Clinton Portis wanted a new contract, and that, and that led to some friction going into his, his third year. So that sort of kind of set things up for a deal to happen. There's no friction between the Broncos and Cortland Sutton right now. So right. if you did deal him, you'd be dealing somebody who I don't think particularly wants to be a trade. I think he likes being, I think he likes being a Bronco. I think like anybody else uh, in, in the uh, past caction core, you're hoping for better accuracy from the quarterback position, whoever that comes from, but there's, there's no evidence that he's unhappy here. And again, that's, that's where if you make a deal, it's what you start saying, okay, this, this might hurt. And, you know, if you've become attached to a player, it's going to hurt a little bit more, but I would, I would also say this, don't get, don't get too attached here. You're going to have to, you're going to have to make a cold and practical decision. And if not trading Cortland Sutton, because you don't want to pick up Devontae Adams, if that's a deal breaker for getting Aaron Rodgers, then you probably did this thing wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I totally, totally agree with you, Mace right there. And you, you, you just have to do the win now moves right now. And we're also talking about, like I mentioned earlier, Mace is if this is the deal, well, you're not going to trade Jerry Judy for Aaron Rodgers and then Cortland Sutton for Devontae Adams. You're not going to get rid of both of your receivers because that wouldn't make sense. Then Aaron Rodgers would almost be in a situation he was in with the Packers and, and you don't want to do that to him. But you're probably including Bradley Chubb and Cortland Sutton in order to get both of those guys. You are moving away from two pro bowlers, two great guys, two uh, you know of the most promising guys the Broncos have but it's to get a hall of fame quarterback and his favorite target that also happens to be an all pro receiver. So I, yeah. you know, I, I think that it's a stretch to say that the Broncos are just going to turn into the uh, green Bay Packers of Denver uh, in Denver. I, that that's not going to happen where they're going to get everyone, but this is the first player that ha has come out and said that he doesn't know about his future. If Aaron Rodgers isn't here and wouldn't it make sense to get Aaron Rodgers, his favorite target of his career and bring him in, especially when it could just cost the Broncos the exact same position. I mean, next year, the Broncos would be upgrading Devonte Adams had 18 touchdowns last year, 1300 yards over a hundred catches. Cortland Sutton has not done that has not put that up. Now Cortland Sutton may could end up being a better receiver in the end, in the next decade. He could put up better stats than Devontae Adams, but you can't be worried about that. You have to be worried about right now. If you make a move for Aaron Rodgers, Macy, you, with, with Peyton Manning, you can't, couldn't be worried about what was going to happen in 2018. You had to go all in on those years you had him. That's what the Broncos did. It paid off. And then you try to deal with the situation after when that comes up. And hopefully you can deal with it better than the Broncos have the past five years. But you can't worry about that. You got to do what it takes to win now and compete with the Chiefs and win Super Bowls right now. Yeah, you do. And uh, if you're not willing to, to play that game, you have to you, you have to step away from the table. And uh, I would also say if you're not willing to play that game, then uh, what's wrong? <laughs> I mean, you've got a uh, you've got a chance to bring in 
a, a league MVP quarterback who has who has multiple years left in him. You've got a chance to turn a sagging organization into one that is legitimately contending for championships over the next few years. That I think is worth remaking whatever plan that you had. And maybe there was a three or four year plan uh, that exists somewhere in the Broncos offices right now. Uh, you tear that up. The other interesting thing about when you think about uh, Cortland Sutton is um, you go back a year to when the Broncos draft Jerry Judy. And I know that we discussed it briefly. If you draft Jerry Judy, does that mean the clock is ticking on Cortland Sutton anyway? Now, I think the thing that would change is you'd be talking about adding a receiver who doesn't have cost control drink, even though I know it's not cost control quarterback. If you bring in Devontae Adams, but um, I, I would say that as much as you like Cortland Sutton, the moment they draft Judy and then KJ Hamler on top of that, the possibility of Sutton not being a second contract Bronco has existed. And I think really the, the one thing you'd have to get past is and any emotional attachment that you, that you might have. And uh, you know, with, with, with all respect, I'd say that's probably something that uh, everybody may need to get over emotional attachment uh, might, yeah. uh, might prevent you from making a deal that is transformative for the team for the friendship for every aspect of the Broncos franchise. So Mace, my last question with this is we did acknowledge that the Broncos would then have to change some things around in order to fit Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams on this team this year in terms of financially. What is that? I mean, is that looking to extend Von Miller? Maybe that's something that makes sense right now. You, you really lower his number for this year. He gets to stay around because he knows his team is going to be competitive. Is it doing a salary dump trade to trade someone? And who would that guy be? I mean, what would the Broncos do in order to make room there? I think you you got off to a good start there with Von Miller. I think that's the most obvious thing to do is to start working with him on an extension because, frankly, if you get Aaron Rodgers, Von Miller, I don't want to read his mind, but he's going to want to be a Bronco in the future. So That's an easy mind to read. How do you take that 22.125 million number for this year and bring it down and do so while giving him something on the back end? And I think you start working on a contract that I would say adds uh, adds three years. I think you start working on a three-year deal that maybe lowers that cap number, kicks some of it into the future when you are talking about the cap going up and up because of uh, but because of the TV contracts that are going to be kicking in. Also, if you're looking for like little bits of help here and there, well, uh, you could uh, you could restructure Melvin Gordon a little bit and uh, convert some of his uh, some of his salary into a, a 4.5 million base salary into an easily achievable bonus, perhaps, and, and uh, give to him on the back end. But then there's another one that I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the uh, cap savings just from a post June one trade and it's, it's seven million, seven plus million dollars. It's staring right at you. And it's Bryce Callahan as much as you like him when he plays, he hasn't played. And if you've made it, and if you're making a deal that allows you to avoid trading, say Pat Sertan, then 
you have the cornerback core where you can say, all right, uh, either we're trading Callahan or we're just letting him go, taking the $1.3 million of dead money while we get that $7.176 million of, of savings. So you could just take Von Miller and Bryce Callahan alone, Zach. And if you could get Von Miller's number down by $10 million and then get Callahan off your books, you've saved north of $17 million uh, that you could apply right away. And that, and you could basically turn around and say, that's the space to fit in, uh, uh, to, to fit in the 13.225 million on uh, Devontae Adams. And Mace, you're exactly right. I mean, Bryce Callahan is that guy that you're looking at. You're, you're lowering Vaughn's number and boom, there you go. But Bryce is a guy who, like you said, when, when he plays, he's fantastic. He's exactly what you want inside at the slot. But Mace, you also just drafted a cornerback with your first overall pick who is not going to be sitting on the bench. I can guarantee you that he's going to be playing 75-ish, uh, 80% of the snaps this year. And so it really makes sense that, yeah, do you want Bryce Callahan? Yes. Do you want Aaron Rodgers? And if he wants his favorite target, do you want him? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's the expense. And also this team would be going from a defensive-led team to an offensive-led team. So it's okay to, to weaken your defense defense while it's still going to be very good. So I think that that's a fantastic to pers- person to look at. And also I do think, I know you don't want to read minds, but I think Vaughn would be willing to stay here and uh-huh. you're not really asking him to take a pay cut. You're just asking him to, uh, to get an extension so that it lowers the money this year, moves it around uh, and looks good. Yeah. And the other thing, of course, that means you're going to put uh, probably some more money into escrow because you're going to want to guarantee that money uh, on the back end of Von Miller. I mean, that's part of the motivation. I mean, obviously, I think if you get Aaron Rodgers, Vaughn wants to be around that. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that Vaughn would want to play for a team that has Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. I mean, just go back to three years ago, how he was openly recruiting Kirk Cousins. I mean, I. Uh, Obviously, there's been a lot of a lot in play in Von Miller's offseason uh, to this point, but uh, I'm I'm sure he's uh, he, he's salivating at the notion of having Aaron Rodgers as a teammate. Now, uh, got there there are reasons why guys aren't going to say anything right now publicly because, of course, it would it would be bad form if players were openly recruiting Aaron Rodgers right now, and it would also be tampering. And that's another, that's another reason why you're kind of getting, I think what we would call radio silence Mm -hmm. from Broncos players on Aaron Rodgers, because if they were openly lobbying, it would be tampering because you're not talking about a free agent. Like when uh, Vaughn was openly on air in 2018 saying he wanted Kirk cousins to be a Bronco. This is a, this is a different dynamic, but, uh, it's one of those things where you're 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 sure uh, that uh, again, not to read minds, but you're quite sure that Va- that Bond would probably be willing to play ball on an extension that gave you some cap relief in the moment, uh, but also but allowed you to to get everything you need to get both Rogers and Devontae Adams in there because, frankly, Vaughn would probably start seeing stars in his eyes and another mm-hmm. ring on his mm-hmm. finger. 
Yep, exactly. And man, I wonder if we'll start uh, getting some Devonte Adams lines over at DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook fairly soon. Because man, the more that uh, these players talk, the more it becomes a possibility. Especially when he says, "Well, I don't know my future." And speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, there's other big names heading into this weekend's UFC 262 card, from Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler. There'll be no shortage of action over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're the official betting partner of UFC and they've got a deal for you this weekend. You can win $100, which is $1. One fighter will be walking away with the belt and you can be walking away with the cash. So here's what you do. Bet $1 on a select on select fighters and if they win, you win $100 on this weekend's UFC 262 card. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than putting your money where your mouth is over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry, if you don't want to bet on uh, UFC, you can of course course get in on some basketball baseball hockey playoffs are starting soon so get in on that action of course DraftKings is safe secure reliable making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience so download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend that's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on select main card fighters for a limited time only only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also want to tell you about our friends over at Gabby Insurance. When it comes to car and home insurance, don't we deserve better? I do. I know you do as well. And lots of members and staff at DNVR put their policy to the test and turn to Gabby. And when they did, Gabby saved them hundreds of dollars. Eric Wiedem, you may know, know him as D-Line Co., saved over 13 1500 bucks. I mean, wow, when you're talking about four figures, that is insane. But that's how Gabby Insurance can help. First, let me tell you about Gabby. Spell G-A-B-I, which literally stands for Get a Better Insurance. And getting better insurance with Gabby means getting a better price for the same insurance coverage. Who knew something like this existed? Gabby is the one true comparison platform with real rates. Gabby will give you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, including big names such as Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers, and will do so all in one place. Here's what you do. Use your current insurance information to get started. In just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage that you currently have. It's free to use and They'll never sell your info, so don't worry about getting spam or robocalls because you put your info in with Gabby. Gabby's not going to do anything with that. All they're going to do is compare the rate that you're paying right now with the rates that you could be paying from other insurance companies. Uh, They may make you find out that, hey, you've already got the best insurance, the lowest price on the market, the best for you. And if so, that's great. But you also may realize just how much you're overpaying for your insurance. Gabby customers on average save $961 per year. Think about that. What could you do with $961? Take a trip, make an extra car payment or two, uh, get to, get a little bit of, re- of relief on, on your mortgage. Uh, you can channel it toward that. Heck, you can uh, just turn around and wager it at DraftKings if, if you want to. There's so many things you could do with an average of $961 per year. So check out gabby.com slash dnvr and put your policy the test like we did. 
Get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out. There's no obligation. So go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. Mace, we're entering one of the most exciting times in recent years to be a Denver sports fan with the Nuggets and Avs being big time heavyweights coming in to the playoffs. And there's no better place to get in on all the action than at DNVR because we're going to have the best playoff coverage that you can ever imagine of Avs and Nuggets playoffs. And also, we got OTAs coming up with the Broncos. So, you know, we're going to be writing about it. We're going to be providing you all of the insight that you need over at thednvr.com and additionally when you become a member with us not only do you get to read all of our coverage of every single sport that we cover not just broncos but we've got a dnvr golf league coming soon you're not gonna want to miss out on that they're doing so many cool things on the golf side you don't want to miss out it's not just golf coverage but they get you deals into places so make sure to join for that and of course the members only discord you don't have to worry about all the negativity on twitter just go to the members only discord that you get with becoming a DNVR member. And of course, if you go to the DNVR bar for a watch party, you'll get extra raffle tickets when you're there to win free gear. Just make sure to mention that you're a member and we'll give you extra raffle tickets. And of course, if you sign up for the annual membership, you get the most comfy shirt ever with a, for free with, with your annual membership and you get to choose which one you want as well. You get the DNVR Lockley weekly member deal. Uh, and also when you're at the bar you get the price of a big or you get a big beer for the price of a small beer over there so make sure to check us out and of course make you guys support us when it when you become a member and we really appreciate that and when you do make sure to hop into the comment section to leave us a comment saying hello and speaking of that comment section mace let's hop into it right now first one coming in from casper fellas Favre was 35 when Green Bay drafted Rodgers. Rodgers was 35 when Green Bay drafted Love. Favre's last game for Green Bay was losing the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field in his 16th year. Rodgers just completed his 16th year with the loss in the NFC Championship game in Lambeau Field. The odds of that happening must be huge. So, sure, should we be worried that Rodgers will take the Broncos to the AFC Championship game and lose the game in overtime to the Browns? How say you? And the count before I can even comment says my sources say yes. <laughs> oh well, I, I'm not. I'm not sure the count is on board the uh, the Aaron Rodgers Express. Um, yeah, th- that's that's fascinating. Now, of course, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the Browns because uh, what happened was far a couple of years later after he left Green Bay, he had that weird year with the New York Jets in a lot of ways, and some of which were really disgusting. Uh, He goes to the Vikings, gets them to the NFC Championship game, and they lose in overtime to the Saints, getting the Saints the Super Bowl for the first time in what at the time was a 43-season history. So, okay, yeah, um, that that, it would be interesting if it kind of worked out that way, but it would probably not happen this year. It would happen uh, next year. That that being said, um, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have more left in his tank at the end of his career than uh, than Brett Favre did. So, but uh, it is interesting. And George Payton, by the way, was around for the Brett Favre experience in Minnesota. Now he saw how it fell short, but he also saw how Brett Favre got his team closer to a Super Bowl than anybody else did 
Yeah. I mean, certainly a success for Minnesota is signing Brett Favre. I would think that the Minnesota yes. fans would be thrilled with the way it worked out. Of course, they didn't get the final goal, but still they took them to where they hadn't been in a long time. And Mace, I mean, the one thing, yes, Aaron Rodgers has the MVPs. He obviously is fantastic. First ballot Hall of Famer. But, you know, and that that's my one legitimate knock has been, you know, what is he? Owen Ford in his last four NFC championship game appearances, maybe being in the AFC will completely mm-hmm. eliminate that. And uh, he can start fresh and go one and oh this year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and the, the, the thing is, I was uh, I was just kind of looking back at Aaron Rodgers in the NFC championship. You know, it's just it's just sort of a reminder that there are things as much as a quarterback matters, there are some things that are beyond a quarterback's control. I mean, uh, it's the quarterback gets you in position, but it can still be a third corner having a really bad day like Kevin King did back in January or a teammate failing to field an onside kick. I mean, there, there, there there are things that happen, and it sort of reminds you how as good as Tom Brady is, there has been a little bit of touch of magic on his side uh, to have ju- to accomplish just how much he has in championship games there. You know, there have been some fortunate bounces that Tom Brady's teams have gotten that maybe Aaron Rodgers' teams did not always get, but uh, hopefully that would change in Denver, p- putting on the uh, orange and blue if he's a Bronco. Yeah. Yeah. May it very well may next one from D Bronk. Don't you guys think the Broncos would be willing to match or top any contract offer Green Bay makes to Rodgers? If so, do you think Rodgers' agent would know that too? Yes and yes. <laughs> I think that's that, that's real simple. I think Dave Dunn knows that uh, the Broncos would certainly be willing to play ball and give uh, and give Aaron Rodgers the contract that that he would want. Um, and is there? And here's the thing: like, there's going to be. Of course, there there has been talk that Green Bay might uh, try to file a tampering charge. First of all, tampering is incredibly hard to prove. Second of all, uh, there are intermediaries involved with uh, uh, that basically prevent tampering. So have the Broncos talk with Aaron Rodgers? I would say the answer is no. Uh, had, but there's nothing there's nothing to stop the Broncos from taking a call from an agent. Uh, that's that's not tampering. Uh, there at all, and there's nothing to stop intermediary intermediaries from intermediaries. Pardon me, from kind of setting things up between the teams, and even setting things up uh, from the Rogers camp. So, I would think that Aaron Rogers' camp does know that whatever contract Green Bay gives, that the Broncos would as well. Yeah, I agree, Mace. And uh, yeah, they the, they know that the Broncos would take care of Aaron Rodgers if he became a Bronco. And also the tampering charges. Oh, well, I mean, you, you just apologize, pay the fee if they actually bust you, which like I, I agree with you, Mace, it's probably very tough to prove that. But oh, well, it doesn't matter as long as you get Aaron Rodgers. Just don't get the tampering, uh, tampering uh, punishments without getting Aaron. And then it's and then you're fine if that's not the case. <laughs> exactly. Moving on to. Mrs. Quill, with the quotes coming out from Devontae Adams about perhaps leaving Green Bay next season if Rodgers is no longer there, I cannot help but dream of having them both in orange and blue. While many might call this a pipe dream, if Rodgers is indeed traded to Denver, doesn't Adams reuniting with him make a lot of sense? 
How much do you think he would cost? And would you do it even if it means losing Sutton? Well, Mrs. Quill, <laughs> you probably love our first segment because we just <laughs> yes. had more Devontae Adams chat in our first segment than I ever thought possible in the DMVR Broncos <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I agree. So great question there, Mrs. Quill. You were thinking exactly on our lines. Yes. Next one from Steve is the worst. My boys, a couple of things I just thought from the cereal draft. Zach, my man, you got to get out there and try more cereals. Also, have you ever tried Rice Krispies treat cereal? It's the undrafted future Hall of Famer of cereals. Coffin corner at the one on every punt. It's that good in my humble opinion. He says, P.S. I thought I was the worst, but Joe Rolls is giving me a run for my money. While he seems more knowledgeable than every or than, than your average angry typist, he gotta just chill. Dang. Why? What's he doing now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Didn't you say he blocked you on Twitter, Zach? Um, no, he didn't block okay. me. All right, all right, <laughs> just, just making sure. Oh, uh, so I'm, I'm just looking through his, his 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 Twitter. I'm like, what's isn't isn't he known for being pretty negative? Uh, I, I know that he's not a Drew Locke fan. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, well, when you look through that maze, I, I, you know what? I have not had rice crispy yeah. treat cereal. Uh, yeah. I did see that when I was doing my research on the draft though. I, have you ever had it? It sounds pretty amazing. You know what? I keep seeing it on the shelves, but I've never gone ahead and bought it. Maybe I need to try it sometime because think, we all love, you need to, we all love uh, rice crispy treats, right? Oh, of course. All right. By the way, before we move on with the comments, interesting little bit of uh, news uh, coming in here uh, during uh, the podcast. Uh, Mike Close of Nine News reporting that um, not only are Dennis Kelly and Bobby Massey visiting Broncos headquarters today, but uh, Cameron Fleming, who uh, has played for the Patriots and Cowboys and Giants, is also going to be in as as the Broncos uh, conduct their search for a right tackle in the wake of Juwan James Achilles injury. Yeah, and Cameron Fleming played, started all 16 games last year for the Giants. It's the first time he's played and started all 16 games in a season, and he did play at right tackle. So Broncos, with that, looking at a guy that is experienced at right tackle. Right. Historically, he's been a swing guy, a swing swing backup. Before last season, he never started more than seven games in a season. So um, I think it's interesting to, to look at him. You look at uh, Dennis Kelly, the former Titan, who uh, was also a guy who for most of his career was a swing backup until he started all 16 games last year. And then you move on to Bobby Massey, who uh, would be heading into his 10th year. And Bobby Massey has been a starter uh, basically for all but one year of his nine previous seasons. So of their guys with slightly different resumes, I would say this, if I were Calvin Anderson, and uh, was looking at this as, okay, is this a chance to win a job? You'd probably rather see Dennis Kelly or Cameron Fleming than Bobby Massey because Massey, I think, is clear-cut a starter. Dennis Kelly and Cameron Fleming are guys that, for most of their careers, have been swing backups. Yeah, and I would think that if you're Calvin Anderson, you you would rather see um... – Cameron Fleming than 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 anyone else as well, I, just because he only has one year. Yeah, and uh, and and not that not that great of a year, quite frankly. Uh, if you know, if yeah. we're being honest, and yeah. uh, I, I a lot of people are freaking out yeah. on Twitter about uh, if he's the answer. Oh boy. Well, again, 
this may be simply a let's see what Calvin Anderson has play. And then if Anderson proves worthy of the job, then you're talking about a swing backup and a right. and Cameron Fleming as a backup would be a very reliable swing backup. I wouldn't, would I want him starting all 16 games? No, I would prefer that Calvin Anderson has progressed to a point where he's ready for the job, because I think there's a little bit more potential there uh, given his skill set and his incredibly high football IQ. And then you're also talking about much cheaper, especially if you're talking about bringing in Aaron Rodgers right. and Devontae Adams, or even just Devon, or, or Aaron Rodgers. You're talking about a guy instead of 10 million for a starter, you're talking about 2 million or something. Right. And that may be something to consider because I'd say, uh, I'd say it's not going to be 10 million, no matter what it's pro. But if you're talking about Bobby Massey, you're probably in the five, uh, five, five and a half million dollar range, perhaps. But if you get to career backups like Kelly and Fleming, maybe, Maybe you're getting them for the DeMar Dotson kind of contract last year. Uh, maybe it's in the $3 million range. And if, and as we kind of discussed earlier, uh, every dollar is going to count, especially if you are talking about Devontae Adams entering the chat. Yeah, exactly. Next one coming in from Zach Danger. My dudes, longtime subscriber, but first time commenting. As someone who moved away from Denver to Nashville last month, I am so appreciative of the stellar work that you three put into covering the Broncos and helping me continue to feel connected to home. I'm going to be depending on your coverage to make me feel even more closer to home as this Colorado boy goes through his first summer in the sweltering summer humidity and the exodus-like plague of the 17-year cicadas in a few days wolf well welcome oh. we got him so pumped or long type subscriber so we got him to subscribe or to comment welcome zach so happy to hear from you and hey love your name by the way and yeah mace the cicadas are coming out this this year i know i mean this is uh uh this is this is crazy it's basically going so uh, what part of the the south are you in I'd, I'd like to know because of course i've uh lived in virginia and lived in north carolina get down to South Carolina every year, uh, spend uh, some time in Georgia most years as well. But uh, sounds yeah, like I'm, he's in Nashville, Mace. Have you been there? Yeah. Um, oh, I've been there. I've covered games there, but uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't lived there, but Oh, duh. Someone moved from Denver to Nashville. My bad. I was just <laughs> looking at, I was looking at sweltering Southern humidity. I'm like, Oh, well, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Failure of reading comprehension on my, on my part. My bad. That's also because I'm reading about the great Eastern brood, AKA brood X of the, of the cicadas that are going to spread for five or six weeks. And again, it's every 17 years, their, their mating home can reach up to a hundred decibels. I mean, this it's, wow. it's going to be a, it's, it's a wild uh, summer that's coming. And I, I actually remember uh, being in Virginia the first time, the first time in my life that this uh, emerged, that was back in 1987. And, uh, Oh my gosh. I mean, it was, it was deafening for weeks in Virginia, North Carolina that year. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're gonna, and, and they're going to be, uh, it looks like they're going to be at their heaviest, uh, in, in 10, in parts of Tennessee. Also, it's going to be very, it's going to be Philadelphia, Washington, and then they're also around Indiana as well. So, uh, take cover who's your state. 
Oh, man. Wow. He says, anyway, on to my Bronco question. Assuming we are able to acquire Aaron, how do you foresee the relationship between him and Vic Fangio playing out? Do you think trading for Rodgers increases the chances of Fangio remaining the head coach next year or puts him further on the hot seat? He goes on and says, personally, I love the idea of pairing a defensive mastermind head coach with an MVP quarterback. I think that could lead to long-term success and would increase Vic's chances of sticking around. However, given Vic's pros- or propensity to mismanage the clock in his old in his old school style, which could rub Rogers the wrong way. I could see Rogers being vocal about Vic's leadership in the media with the Broncos management watching green Bay right now and seeing how distraught things can get when Rogers does this. I feel like they would do everything they could to keep Rogers happy, including firing a head coach who may be willing to lead his team to victories. So what say you do Vic's chances of remaining head coach after 2021 increase or decrease if Rogers comes to town? Mile high salute to you all, Zach Danger. And thanks so much for commenting, Zach. We love it. Is it Danger or Danger? Oh, Danger. You're right. Yes, Zach yeah. Danger. I I, I'm reading it. this on like Zach Danger. I'm like, that's actually pretty aw- that's that's a, a pretty that's awesome a handle right there. Yeah, you know, it, I, I think uh, th- this is interesting because I'm not sure it changes the odds on Vic Fangio staying all that much. I think it changes the threshold the Broncos have to reach uh, for him to be secure. Is Vic's seat hot right now as we talk today here on May the 11th? No, it's not hot. Is it a little bit warm? Just a little. Right. Would it, would it get hot if they start off 0-2 or 0-3? I think absolutely it would. But as we sit here right now, I think there's probably a pretty good sense that Vic Fangio and this staff need to be part of a winning season this year to assure their survival into 2022 based on the roster as it stands. So nine and eight is probably the floor for being certain to be back. If Aaron Rodgers comes in, I think you're raising that floor by two, maybe even three games, more likely two to 11 and six. And uh, because do you have that kind of year? It may not be everything that you want, but then it, uh, what if you get hot in the playoffs? I mean, look at the Bucks and Tom Brady last year. They were a second-place team behind New Orleans in the NFC South. They didn't reach cruising altitude until the postseason. And so that's the sort of thing that you may be, uh, frankly, uh, expecting if uh, if Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos comes to pass this season where there are some there are some there are some great moments, some uh, frustrating moments along the way, but that you're in position in January to make a run that that by then the chemistry issues have been have been worked out and everything is clicking. And then that postseason run might define where whether everybody's uh, back or not. I'm also not worried about Vic Fangio and Aaron Rodgers getting along. And uh, is Vic old school? Yeah, he is. But Vic's also a defensive coach. I think the more important relationship is going to be the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Pat Shermer. If Rodgers becomes a Bronco, how do they get along? What does Shermer do? Uh, does I think Pat Shermer is smart enough to where if they get Aaron Rodgers, he's going to tailor everything to what Aaron Rodgers wants, and then he's going to get out of the way, and he's going to and he he'll he'll say, hey, what what do you want here? Pat Shermer's never had a quarterback. Uh, of Aaron Rodgers' quality and capability. And he understands just how just how special Rodgers would be. And I think Vic Fangio as well understands how special Rodgers would be coming in. And I think uh, while they wouldn't be letting Aaron Rodgers run the team, they would be making sure that everything was in place to 
give him to, to, because they know that their best chance of success would be with Rogers absolutely balling out leading the way. They're they're not stupid. They understand that completely. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Mason. And I think that it does help or er, er, Vic Fangio's chances of coming back next year. Although the standards raise, mm-hmm. I like the Broncos getting to 11 and six or better with Aaron Rodgers oh. more than I like the Broncos getting to nine and eight with Teddy Bridgewater and or Drew Locke. I think Aaron Rodgers provides more than just a two win uh, difference there. So I, I think it does increase his chances. And like you said, uh, it, it all comes down to Pat Shermer. If Pat Shermer is going to stand in Aaron Rodgers' way, well, then Vic should fire Pat Shermer if that's going to happen. He shouldn't wait for uh, a head coaching change to be made and let George Payton do it. That that should be something that Vic does, but I don't think that that would happen. I, I don't think that Pat Shermer would stand in Aaron Rodgers' way. I think he would do what what uh, you know Adam Gase and people did with Peyton Manning. Okay, at, Aaron, what are we doing? Okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning made... Mike McCoy looked very good. Yeah. He made Adam Gase look exceptional. I mean, Gase should probably tie part of his paycheck to Peyton Manning. Yeah. Although he's not, he's, well, actually, he's still drawing a paycheck because he was fired with what, two years left on his contract with the Jets. So, yeah. yep, not bad. Yeah. Goose is still doing, he's still doing fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where you, you, you have to think the next step for Adam Gase is uh, going to uh, take the career rehab step that other coaches have taken. And that's getting a job on Nick Saban's staff. Exactly. At Alabama as an offensive analyst or something like that. I think that might be the next spot uh, for uh, Adam Gase. And of course, there is a, there is a, a Nick Saban, Adam Gase connection as well. So that really would not surprise mm-hmm. me here if it happens at some point in the next 12 to 24 months, uh, if uh, Gase is wearing the, uh, the the A with a mullet, as I like to call it. That they, <laughs> I would not be surprised at that, that either. That's how you tell the difference between a Braves logo and an Alabama logo, because sometimes I wear Braves stuff in the like, Alabama, and I'll say, no, the Alabama A has a mullet on it. <laughs> not my age <laughs> and i'm i'm proud to wear the mullet <laughs> oh i'm i'm sure you are i know you are zach mr are you just crimson tide football or were you reveling in their basketball run this past year too love their basketball run okay. i uh man a little disappointing when it got to the tournament but overall a fantastic year oh i mean nato is as good a coach as there is in college basketball right now yeah, yeah it's really true Alabama would be wise to spend some of their SEC network largesse and football largesse in tying Nate Oates to that program for the next 10 to 20 years because he he's going to – if they keep him long enough, they'll be a national champion in basketball too. Yeah. Which I, I know as everyone's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Do they need to win anymore? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I that, agree with you. It'll happen if they keep Oates. Yes, it is. Mark IT Snatch. Hey, guys, who's the one guy, past or present, with the Los Angeles Rams that you just can't stand but would have made a great Bronco and or Buck? Mm, Well, the one name that just pops out to me right now uh, is Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and it's, I don't, I don't hate the guy, but it just seems like, you know, it's his way or the highway in every single situation. And sure. I know that a lot of athletes and heck, a lot of non-athletes are, are like that as well. They want their way, but it really seems like to him, there's never any, any leeway, any push, give or take. Uh, and so I would probably go with him because then also if he's on your team, Mace, I mean, he's a, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's fantastic to have. Yeah, I don't. The thing is, I'm, I'm like, 
players I hate on the Rams. There's like nobody that jumped out, but are there players that I would have wanted to have? I mean, well, my goodness, I would have loved to have had Kurt Warner. But it's got to be someone that you maybe not don't hate, but uh, not just rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, like Ramsey just rubs me the wrong way. I don't hate him. I mean, I've, I've got, I've got nothing against them. I mean, I, I went, I, it was funny guy last night. I was thinking about this as well. And I'm, I'm going back and I was going back through a list of great players in Rams history. Um, and I'm like, I don't really hate any of these guys. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe, it, and you know what? I think it kind of hit me here. If you're going to hate a player, there's got to be kind of some kind of real rivalry involved. And um, like with Rams and Bucks, for example, they had, they had a rivalry for a hot minute there around the turn of the century. Okay. And then it kind of, and then it kind of went away. Like I, there was a, I know that there's a player who, who rubbed a lot of people the wrong way uh, when he was playing. It's the late Kevin Green. He's a great pass rusher. Any team would have loved to have had him, but when he sacked Benny Testaverde, it didn't bother. It was like, well, I mean, he should have blocked it better. <laughs> I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at Kevin Green carrying on and celebrating like mad. I was mad at my team because they didn't keep him out of the backfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I guess I just kind of have a different uh, different view on this. Um, and and if I really don't like a guy, like there was a guy that kind of I thought of that I didn't like, uh, Leonard Little, pass rusher when the team was in St. Louis. Well, I wouldn't have wanted him on my team because Leonard Little had a DUI and killed somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I didn't like him and I wouldn't have wanted him yeah. for that reason. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that, that that's a good point, Mace. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean. It's going to be tough to come up with uh, players yeah. we, we hate right. or really dislike for all teams. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of Jared Goff. I mean, I think it, it's kind of goofy how he didn't really know where the sun set and, and how that worked. Um, but you don't want to miss your quarterback. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is an, this is an interesting exercise, but uh, I hate to say it, Mark IT snacks. I think uh, uh, like, in, unless we're talking about the AFC West and then for me with the bucks, the NFC South or the old NFC in particular, the old NFC central, because the bucks got in the NFC South by that point, I was in my media career and I kind of had different perspective, but if other than like the NFC central or the AFC West, I don't know if we're going to be talking about a lot of people that we really just can't stand. Right. Yeah, exactly. Next one coming in from Ozzy. As many of the community may not know this history of our beloved Broncos, my old butt thought I might share what my memories of our beloved team and a player at a time. I will start with a Hall of Famer who doesn't have a gold jacket. Randy Gratishar, best linebacker, best inside linebacker in Broncos history, in my opinion. I'm not sure if I've seen one guy blow up more plays, but seeing the blocker shooting the gap and blowing up the running back, he played 10 years back in the day, and that was a long career, often back in the day. The 1990s or 1977 Broncos has a QB, but it wasn't Craig Morton. It was Randy G. The Collier defense was 90% of the team, and Randy was the star. Ask Mace. He's a member of the 2010 club ran across your article share 
article with Jim Sakamano, 20 interceptions, 10 fumble recoveries, and seven Pro Bowls. Yeah. Randy Gratishar had 20 career interceptions, 13 fumble recoveries, and seven Pro Bowls in 10 years. 19 and a half sacks when that wasn't a stat and they didn't pass much. Insanely good player. Here is who who's also in the club. Ray Lewis, Joe Schmidt, Jack Lambert, Brian Urlacher, Ted Hendricks, Jack Ham, Dick Buckus, and Concrete Charlie are are in this group. This is an amazing group. What? Bednarik. Oh, Bednarik. Yes, Chuck yes. Concrete Chuck. Charlie Bednarik are the guys. Right. His name. This is an amazing group and most in the Hall of Fame. Randy to Hall of Fame has to happen. He was true greatness, but the Hall of Fame voters didn't give enough credit to Broncos because we started 0-4, but second place is an accomplishment, and he was greatness and deserves the jacket. He says, don't have to read, but I promise you the next one is shorter. Well, very good rundown, Ozzy, for for everyone that uh, wasn't watching Broncos in the 70s. Yeah, Um yeah, Jim Jim Sakamano and I are kind of driving that bus for Randy Gratishar right now in the Hall of Fame. Of course, it, it's in the hands of the seniors committee, but uh, uh, they're going to meet this summer. I have gathered that Gratishar's chances of being a seniors nominee this time are very good. Uh, we'll see if that breaks through. But the thing with a 2010 and seven, I wish I could put sacks in there, but sacks weren't official until 1982, but you're always looking for some way that you can quantify when you're making a case. I mean, and that's where kind of the numbers come in. If you say, okay, this guy has this set of accomplishments and everybody else in the hall of fame does, and he doesn't, it becomes easier to make the case. It was part of what I think brought the case together for Steve Atwater. We had a we had a, a similar uh, discussion in terms of uh, Pro Bowl appearances and uh, all pros were involved with that as well as being all decade and uh, and you looked and you had all these guys with that resume that were in and Steve wasn't and so that I think helped push Steve over the goal line to get him in the Hall of Fame and I'm hope I'm hopeful and I'm very optimistic that we're going to be talking about a hall of, about Hall of Famer Randy Gratishar here in the next couple of years now that we actually have something quantifiable where we can say he's the only guy who's not in the hall of fame. This needs to be rectified. Right. And it's a great stat to be able to point to. I mean, yep. it just shows just how dominant he was and also just a playmaker as well on the defensive side of the ball. And then, I mean, you, and then if you, okay, you want the film argument, just go on. All It's as simple as you use. You, you don't have to go get the coaches film. You can go on YouTube and just find some old games. You can go, I believe uh, one of his best games, there's a game he played in Seattle in 1978 in the kingdom that's on YouTube. And, uh, you know, Randy has a phenomenal game and has this tiptoe interception, gets both feet in near the sideline off of Jim Zorn. And it showed that not only did he have a lot of brute force, but he had a lot of athleticism and grace to his game as well. I mean, just, the complete package, you know, as Homer Simpson once said of donuts, I'm going to say of Randy Gratishar, is there anything he can't do? No, no, there, there, there wasn't anything that he couldn't do. And you might also think that there's nothing that Solace Meds and the products they offer can't do for you. Of course, Solace Meds is a premier dispensary and a new partner of DMBR, and they've got smoking hot deals to offer. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Off-Broadway in Denver, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar over on East Colfax. They've got some great deals for you this month, and here's a few that are on the ledger. 
20% off all glacier concentrates, 20% off eight mile high extractions, 20% off gummies, two for CBN gummies, two for $25 off koala and solids, 100 milligram bars, 15% off any three grams of connoisseur concentrates and buy three, three, get one free for the entire store. And remember, all these amazing deals you can take advantage of and get an additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use that magical code DNBR20 at checkout. Solace Meds makes your shopping a delight. You head over to their website at solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Make your purchase and then pick it up from one of their outlets at your convenience. So go to solacemeds.com. Like I said, S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Purchase from there and use that code DNVR20 to get 20% off. Of course, there's no better way to support DNVR than by supporting our partners. So get online and purchase or head on over to one of their four locations and get the best customer service and 20% off your purchase. That's DNVR20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase every time. And if you go on over to Solace Meds, let us know and tag us when you do. So check out Solace Meds at S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Place an order there, use that magical code DNVR20, and then go pick it up at any of their four Colorado locations, including one on East Colfax, not far from the DNVR bar. Also, don't forget about your OG, your bay before anyone else, because these new things like Solace and all these other awesome companies are partnering with us. But don't forget about the OG Strava Craft Coffee, because they have not been feeling the love lately, so they are upping the ante they're giving you a chance to save more than you've ever saved before by checking out strava craft coffee if you use the magical code dnvr25 you'll get 25 percent off your first purchase using that code dnvr25 over at strava craft coffee and not only is strava craft coffee delicious coffee but it packs a cbd punch and for a lot of people the cbd can eliminate coffee jitters so you can have as much coffee as you want and you won't feel any of the jitters and cbd of course also helps relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on in your body. It can help relieve, if not entirely eliminate. So make sure to check them out. Try Strava Craft Coffee. And you, if you want to try one cup before ordering from Strava, well, head on down to the DNVR bar where you can get Strava on cold brew. Once you try it and love it, order and use the code DNVR25 for 25% off. And then subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee and you'll get 20% off on every single purchase after that. And you can also have it set up to be delivered straight to your door every two, four, six, eight eight weeks or whatever increment you would prefer at that 20% off. So make sure to check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. Use that code DNVR25 to get 25% off. Also want to tell you about our friends over at Hassel Cattle Company. Of course, we bought you damn good beer. Now we're delivering to you damn good beef, but not just delivering. Check it out. You can get that blue collar Wagyu beef from Hassel Cattle Company at the DNVR bar. That's right. We could not resist putting this damn good beef in the bar. You can all now come on down and build your own delicious Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu Beef Burger. Add all the toppings you want and enjoy our watch parties with the finest beef. Now, that being said, this Wagyu beef, it's so good. You're probably not going to want a lot of toppings. You're going to, I frankly, I think with this, you're looking at slice of cheese, slice of raw onion, slice of tomato, maybe some lettuce, and a little drizzle of mayo and, of uh, not mayo, ugh, no, mustard and ketchup, and then you're good to go. You're not going to need mayo because this beef is so good. Hassel Cattle Company, of course, is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. 
Hassel is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the USA and straight to your door, and they call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassel Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sauces, New York strip, beef bacon, franks with no fillers, and two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy. Their hamburger won Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. They take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, which gives you that very high prime product grown with zero antibiotics and hormones. So head on over to HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com. Use that magical code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DNVR10 for 10% off, and you get that order $200, and you receive free shipping. Like I say, every day when I tell you about Hassle Cattle Company, you've got room in your freezer. Get that order $200. Get the maximum savings uh, with getting the free shipping. And, of course, that, that magical code DMVR10 for 10% off. Stick the extra Hassle Cattle Company beef in your freezer. And then if you think you've got nothing to eat, well, you'll be thinking wrong because you're going to look in that freezer and you're going to see a New York strip. You're going to see some ground beef. And you're going to see something amazing from Hassle Cattle Company and have a great meal. Just put it on the grill and you are good to go. So check out our friends over at HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use that magical code DMDR10 for 10% off and get the 200 bucks and get free shipping on your order anywhere in the USA. Next one coming in from Z Christensen. Gents, long time, no comment. Y'all in the community do a great job of covering all of my questions. I had one that hadn't heard yet, but I bet you covered it already. It must be a big deal at the executive level, but how much do you think adding Rodgers to the roster improves the value of the team, both from dollars and cents and a potential new owner credibility standpoint? It bears noting that I'm hashtag Team Brittany, but this has to be in consideration for the team. Well, it's really funny, Z Christensen, as we actually talked about this just yesterday. So maybe you're not fully caught up, but uh, yeah, we, we think that it has some big time implications. Big time implications, and I would say this. I don't think it improves the credibility of a new owner if the team is sold. I think that owner is going to bring credibility on his or her own uh, no matter what happens. But um, does it increase the value? Almost certainly. And uh, then on a, on a day-to-day level, the other thing it does is uh, it increases the revenue streams because uh, we saw this with Peyton Manning when he came in. Before the Broncos signed Manning, they were actually struggling to sell some of those luxury suites and club seats, those premium seats that are, where you keep every last dollar of the revenue. General seating, you, you split the revenue with your opponent. Well, you all of a sudden went from struggling to sell a few sections of club seats to boom, sold out like that. And uh, that's what would happen. And it's, all, it's interesting coming out of the pandemic. Uh, the Broncos have some competition in the business sphere uh, in this market because over at Ball Arena, the Nuggets and the Avs are popping. And they are teams that people want to be associated with right now. They're championship contenders. The Broncos aren't. And that is something that matters in terms of uh, sponsor dollars and where they go. Certainly Aaron Rodgers being a Bronco would tilt the scales back toward the Broncos no matter what was going on over at Ball Arena. Yeah, and the the Broncos right now are valued at $3.2 billion. If they get Aaron Rodgers, Mace said yesterday he thinks they would sell for $4 billion. And that's something that the league knows as well. And uh, every owner, every owner in the NFL, if the team is put for Broncos are put for sale, will be rooting for a $4 billion sale because that increases the value of every franchise in the league, not just the Denver Broncos. Um, so 
something that would bring the Broncos closer to $4 billion is something I think everybody, everybody, at least outside of green Bay would get behind. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Mace. Next one coming in from the computer Bronco. Hey, fellas, just wondering if you could give a TLDR Cliff Notes version of our draft picks this year. I know the names, just don't know the players. Thank you. And yes, the 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 computer Bronco. We're going to be getting into uh, these guys very in-depth soon as well. But we can go through all of them really quick. And Mace, maybe just a, a little quick uh, Spark Notes version of each guy. We'll start with Patrick Sertan. Patrick Sertan, uh, the... Uh... I would say the most complete cornerback in the draft, maybe not the highest ceiling. I think Caleb Farley, slightly higher ceiling, but certainly the highest floor, the lowest risk player uh, probably on the defensive side in the NFL draft should be starting for you uh, no later than 2022 uh, lockdown corner, son of an outstanding corner. Uh, Pat Sertan, Patrick Sertan uh, wants to go by Pat wearing Jersey number two. Um, Got the length, got the speed, really everything you want. Kind of if you're, if you're getting a corner from central casting, he's the guy. Yeah, Javante Williams, he's a guy that played three years of a linebacker in high school before switching to a running back his senior year and was an absolute beast. Got offered to North Carolina very late in the process and then balled out. He split carries throughout his career at North Carolina, averaged 7.3 yards per attempt last year. Just an absolute beast. This guy can do it all. He's good in pass protection. He's good catching the ball out of the backfield. He can run inside. He can run outside. He can hit the big play. This is a guy that can be your every down back. Uh, now he's going to split carries with Melvin Gordon this year, but as he said, he thinks that's just going to help him stay fresh all year. So I really like the approach he's taken. Yep. Quinn Miners, third round pick number 98 uh, center and guard. They're going to trust cross train at both could push Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, did not play last year because there was no Division Three football. Really stood out at the Senior Bowl uh, in January of this year, which got him back on everybody's uh, radar. Plays with a lot of power. Uh, has a nickname, The Gut. Uh, he's got that center of gravity, but uh, uh, he's actually somebody who lost 20 pounds over the course of the, of the last year when he didn't play. Uh, converted some of that fat into muscle. Uh, really strong. Gets a lot of good drive, starting with his lower body. Uh, you, you see The Gut, but... The, the guy is very strong from uh, from the legs up. Uh, also very smart player as well. Somebody who I think uh, is going to be pushing to start uh, maybe as soon as this year, but certainly by 2020 or 2022. Baron, Baron Browning listed as a linebacker, and he's not an inside or an outside guy because the Broncos need to figure that out. He's a very, very athletic linebacker. He can play outside. He can play inside. He did both at Ohio State last year. Uh, he he played inside or switched to outside. Uh, he's a guy that can really rush the passer from outside or inside. Like I said, Bronx are going to start him on the inside, but really going to move him around. My hope for Baron Browning, Mace, is that they let him settle into a position before moving him around because we, we've we seen how this doesn't work out with Justin Hollins when you don't let him settle into a position, with Demarcus Walker when you don't let him settle into a position as a rookie. So that's my hope is that they let him settle into one position first, but he, he's an extremely athletic guy, and he's 6'3", 240, so he has the size to play really either position. Yep. Uh, you get into day two, Caden Stern, safety out of Texas, and this is all in the short term all about special teams. He's got 4-4 four, four speed. You can expect to see him chasing kickoffs and punts uh, to start. Uh, the concern I have about Caden Stern's uh, 
he's somebody who's uh, not a good tackler. It's not that he's not a willing tackler, but had a high missed tackle rate at Texas. That's something that uh, he's going to have to clean up as he gets to the next level. At minimum, though, I think he's going to be a factor on special teams. Jamar Johnson, the next pick, was also a safety by the Broncos. Amazing. I can pretty much echo everything you said about Caden Stearns, about Jamar Johnson, a very talented guy. Uh, but you really only got to see one year of him play a lot. And, of course, that was his, his last year with Indiana. A very talented guy, a ball hawk, uh, but needs to work on his tackling as well from that safety position. But a guy that likes to go after the ball when it's in the air. Yep. And two interceptions off Justin Fields last year as well. So played at his best in one of Indiana's biggest games. Seth Williams, sixth-round pick out of Auburn. Special teams. I actually asked uh, George Payton after the draft what separates Seth Williams from the other day three receivers, and he point-blank said special teams. Now, that being said, this is a big target, a good red zone target. Does a nice job of adjusting to the ball in flight. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he factors. Do the Broncos try to find a way to squeeze him in? It might come at the expense of Tyree Cleveland or Deshaun Hamilton, for example, uh, on, on the roster. But uh, this is, once again, another day three receiver. The Broncos like to take these day three receivers and see where they go. Seth Williams, a lot of potential, even though uh, he's somebody that probably doesn't have an initial fit on the offense. Yeah, and next one, Kerry Vincent Jr., cornerback from LSU. He sat out last year, uh, opted out due to COVID. He's a small cornerback and a guy that can dominate in the slot. Mace, the Broncos got a great value here with Kerry Vincent Jr., in my opinion, because he's a guy that can play. Now, he's probably going to take a year to develop, but then he's a guy that you can plug and play in the slot or, or at inside corner, as Vic would say, nickel corner. Uh, and he, But you got him because he opted out last year and he's small well mace you don't need him to play outside for you you can have that very specific role for him very talented guy i love the pick yeah i love that pick as well another intriguing pick in the seventh round is jonathan cooper an edge rusher out of ohio state and he's actually undergoing a a heart procedure everything should be fine he's not going to take part in uh in rookie camp or OTAs here in the next few weeks as he gets up to speed. Um, that heart condition is probably why you're talking about him being a seventh round pick rather than a fourth or a fifth round pick. But even though we're talking about him off the edge, this is all about special teams. It's all about leadership. Would not surprise me, Zach, if Cooper is one of those guys who develops into a leader on special teams and a core player there, maybe one who, who's a special teams captain a year or two down the line because he's got excellent leadership qualities. And final pick here of the 10, Marquis Spencer, defensive lineman from Mississippi State. He's the only lineman the Broncos drafted, probably a, a potential practice squad guy this year, unless he really shows out in the in, in the preseason. Uh, 6'4", 300 pounds, uh, and like I said, the only defensive lineman the Broncos drafted this year. Yeah. Good question. I think that's kind of a good uh, 30,000 foot view of, uh, of the players of, of the newest Broncos coming via the draft. Thanks for the question. Computer Bronco Casper says, fellas, if Deshaun Watson's off the field issues, we're clear. And he was available for trade for him or Rogers. Yeah, and this is, Mace, I'm just going to have to put all the off-field stuff completely aside, just looking at them as players in order to answer this one, because a lot would need to be cleared in my mind to even consider Deshaun Watson. But putting that to, decide, to the side, this is easy for me. It, it's Deshaun Watson. How, how, how is he... 
12 years younger than, uh, than Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers, And you're probably giving up somewhere in a similar ballpark for the two of them. So easy. You give me the guy that has 12 years more than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. But again, that's all things being equal. Things are not equal right now. And, uh, with everything that's been brought forward uh, about Deshaun Watson and the sheer number of, um, of accusations uh, that have been involved. I think it's still something where uh, you have to put him and the notion of having him on your team uh, basically in a drawer and put it in the freezer and let, and uh, see if all of this uh, clears or not before you, you go forward on that. Exactly. Negative, false, positive says, Zach, I'm surprised you were all in on a mediocre quarterback. I wouldn't call Aaron mediocre, but he is 38 years old. Three ones and a star player is too much for a quarterback that could fall off a cliff any minute. I think it would be great to have him for two ones and Teddy, maybe a second round pick in there. That way we have Drew in case Aaron has a serious injury. Knock on wood. Thinking of the drought we have lived in through, uh, we would be facing a worse situation if we went all in on Rogers. Zach, are you with me? Mace, I was on a, a radio show yesterday and they said, how can you, how, how are you so sure? Or how, how would the Broncos be so sure that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't hit a cliff in a, in a year or two? And Mace, the honest answer is you're not, you're, you're not positive. Uh, now you would have some good history on your side with Aaron coming off an MVP season. You feel good about that. He still has many years left, but that's the only risk you're taking here. That the risk is Okay, is he going to play for one more year really good? Or is he going to play for five more years really good? That's the risk uh, of getting him. And so it's a gamble that I would be willing to take. And negative, false, positive, I totally see what you're saying. But I think if you have an opportunity to compete for Super Bowls, you take it. And you don't pass up on that. And the Bucks, while they didn't have to give up any draft picks in order to get Tom Brady, they took it. Even though Tom was old, he was in his 40s. Some people said he'd fallen off a cliff the year before. They took that chance and it worked out for them. Now for Aaron Rodgers, though, you are going to have to give up a lot to do it. And I just say it's worth it because that's what this game is all about is winning. And then you, you deal with the other stuff after. Go big or go home. Um, yeah, I remember 21 years ago, the Broncos, uh, looked into bringing Steve young. Now young ended up retiring because of concussions, but Mike Shanahan looked very seriously into doing so. Um, and, uh, there, there are kind of some parallels between bring what bringing Steve young would have been and what bringing in Aaron Rodgers would be right now. But the a big difference is it wouldn't have been, a, that wasn't a trade back in 2000. That would have been in free agency. But the thing is though, you talk about the age and yes, could he fall off the cliff at some point? Absolutely. It's part of the risk uh, that is involved with it. But also what we're seeing now is that if there are no health concerns that a quarterback can play into his forties comfortably and be successful. I mean, Brett Favre had a great season turning 40 back in 09. You could argue maybe his best statistical season uh, with the Vikings. Um, Drew Brees had some of his best years as he got into his late thirties, early forties. And we just saw it with Tom Brady. So with nutrition, with quarterbacks uh, being more protected by the rules than ever before, I think it's uh, fair to expect Aaron Rodgers to play through at least three to four years for you. If you trade for him. And if that, if that's the case and he's playing at a high level, you do it in a heartbeat. I'm sorry, negative false positive, but I kind of, kind of disagree with you on this. 
Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next one just makes me laugh coming in from your guy. Yep. Count Locula says this quote from James Beer, quote, too few people understand a really good sandwich, unquote. Yeah, that's... <laughs> You know, you know where they understand a really good sandwich, um, New York. Uh, I'm my dad. My dad was down here um, about a week ago, and he spent part of his 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 working life uh, in New York City. And we were talking about great delis in New York City because there are a couple of good delis around here in Denver uh, that I like to partake from time to time. And um, and we were just saying like, yeah, you. you don't have to go more than a couple of blocks that you can in New York and you find a great deli where you can get like a, you know, a, a corned beef Reuben and, uh, you know, so in New York, they appreciate a sandwich in Philadelphia. They appreciate a sandwich as well. Oh, um, the, you go to the press box of all places at Eagles game and they'll do cheese steaks, but they'll also allow you to make your own hoagie with all the dressings and all that. And it's, Oh, oh it's fabulous. It, there was a very bad game the Broncos played four years ago, but the food that day was amazing. I had a, I had a cheese steak and then uh, I had a cheese steak and then I had a couple of tasty cake uh, desserts, watched the Broncos get absolutely pummeled. And then I uh, had a cheese steak for the road, a, a chicken Philly actually for the road after the game <laughs> made the loss tolerable. Oh man, Mace, you're killing me. That sounds so good. I, I don't think there's any better sandwich than a Reuben from New York. Uh, there, mm. There's a, a New York deli here in, in Colorado, which I go to and get my Reubens. It's, it's, it's the best thing that you can ever have. Absolutely love it. And Count, I think we need to get you a sandwich. You've been thinking about sandwiches for a week now. I think you need to uh, to fix that craving. Let us know how you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love you, Count. Next one from Beham Bronco. Gents, which position battle are you most looking forward to watch? I think there's some serious competition at inside linebacker, running back, and interior offensive line. Much love. Hmm. I would say... Definitely inside linebacker, although I don't know how thorough Baron Browning's competition is going to be right away. I would say uh, the competition is going to come from Justin Sternod coming back for his second year. Uh, running back is interesting, and I did an appearance on a, on a SiriusXM's uh, fantasy show last night, and I talked about Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Frankly, my expectation, Zach, is that Melvin Gordon is a starter at the beginning of the season, but that Javante Williams translates to being or transitions to being running back one by the end of the year. Yeah, I agree. That, that competition is going to happen. The interior line competition, it all depends on where is Natani Muti and Quinn Miners, and are they doing enough to push the guys in the starting lineup in particular can miners push Lloyd Cushenberry at, at center I think it's a little less likely that Muti pushes the guys at guard Dalton Rosner and, and Graham Glasgow even though Muti showed a lot of potential when he stepped in and played last year uh, it's just those two guys have uh, have more experience but miners Cushenberry that could be an interesting competition yeah, it could be. That's what I'm looking forward to. Also, quarterback competition yeah. that's there. And I also think we're going to have a cornerback competition. Like I said, I'm not buying that Patrick Sertan is going to be the the you know the sixth defensive back for the Broncos. That's not going to happen. He's going to move up, and I'm curious to see who exactly he's taken the place of. 
Great question there, Beham. Next one coming in from Mike1809. Fellas, Ben Franklin once said that an ounce of prevention equals a pound of cure. We have been paying so much to cure our right tackle position. What would what would an appropriate ounce of prevention look like at right tackle? A second round pick, a fourth on a totally, well, yeah, we'll get to that one really quick. Yes, I think you're right. Just a uh, a day two pick would, would be that ounce of prevention that would last a decade potentially. We'll see. I mean, the Broncos actually used a second round pick on a right tackle back in 2011. That was Orlando Franklin. And then they kicked him inside in 2014 and they moved on in free agency in 2015. And of course, uh, he eventually injuries caught up to him and he was out of football. So I think a decade is maybe kind of the best case scenario here and might be a realistic stretch. Uh, you're hoping to solve the problem for, for three to five years, basically, uh, a, a rookie contract or maybe a little bit beyond that. And I would say maybe not a day two pick, maybe a pick no later than round four. So an early day three pick, I think would be the ounce of prevention. He goes on and says, on a totally unrelated note, I had a quick ice cream cake story for Zach. I love it. Although my friends and I have grown older, we haven't quite grown up yet. Consequently, we still enjoy the occasional icing prank with the classic Smirnoff ice. The best icing I ever delivered was with an ice cream cake. I dug out the bottom of the cake and hid an ice in the bottom of the cake. When I asked my buddy to cut the cake for us, and when his knife made contact with the glass side of the nearly frozen Smirnoff, he looked up with instant recognition and started laughing. It was a classic friend moment that we still laugh about years later. Oh, and this guy's a diehard Packers fan. These past few weeks have been a blast razzling him over Aaron. Do you guys have any good icing stories? Thanks for the killer content. Keep it up. Oh my gosh. That is fantastic. The lengths you went to, to ice your friend. That is amazing. Mike. Although I'll say this, he said, AA Ron. And, and that's the second time in the comments that the uh, key and peel pronunciation of Aaron has come up. Aaron, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> what you you need is a receiver name or name Blake Blake, <laughs> and and bring in uh and bring in a, a James O'Shaughnessy, and then you can make a O'Shaughnessy Hennessy reference. I don't have any good icing stories. I mean, I've I think it's good. I think it's tasty. I don't have any interesting stories. I just think it's good. <laughs> well, the, uh, you know, the, the classic one is when someone's in a bathroom and, and you just put it outside the door or you block a block a hallway off where they can't avoid it there. Uh, man, that's it. I don't have anything like a cake though. That's amazing. Mike 1809. Wow. No kidding. And then is this the last one we've got here? I think we got a couple more. We got some that got in under the wire. Okay. Exactly. Let's... I've got some buzzer beaters. True champ 24. My people's. I was having a conversation with my best friend about the whole Rogers trade. Seems like fans outside of Denver think Denver would have to trade all three of Sutton, Fant, and Judy plus picks while fans of Denver think it's easier than that. I hate the idea of trading one of those three and would find it easier to trade Chubb with all due respect to him. But with all due respect to him, he isn't a pass catcher, and that's not the problem in Green Bay right now. Well, it is, it's easier to trade Chubb because I think the Packers would really want him. Uh, so that would be one I think the Packers would agree on, but then you're getting rid of that cost control pass rusher. Now, that being said, we talked about earlier restructuring Von Miller and you do have Malik Reed. So you can put together a decent set of edge rushers and, and, and decent pass rush production off, off the edge without Chubb and Chubb 
I think of all the players we're talking about, Chubb might have the most value going to Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. He could have a ton of value going to Green Bay, but also you're not going to be trading Sutton, Fant, and Judy. You're going to be trading one of those guys, potentially, in a big deal. And to me, that is... uh, that's not a, a, a big um, a big deal because you're going to have Aaron Rodgers come in who's going to make every receiver better. So, Mace, he could make Tim Patrick into a Pro Bowl receiver. He could. He could. He very well could. All right. Two more coming in. Next one from Pig Tosser 66 He says, how about offering Deshaun Hamilton to Buffalo for Jake Kumaro? Just saying. You think that would intrigue Buffalo, Mace? Hmm. Maybe, maybe. Uh, sure. I mean, I mean, if it makes Aaron Rodgers happy, you, you do it. Yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? Definitely. Straight, straight <laughs> up. Uh, I, because as we kind of talked about earlier with Seth Williams, Deshaun Hamilton might be the odd man out here in this receiving derby. Just yes. the, the sheer numbers of it and the fact that he's in the last year of his contract. Yeah. Without a doubt. And last one coming in from some people call me the space cowboy. Tebow is back in the NFL. Woo! Seeing some people hate on it and compare his return to Kaepernick, but there isn't much connection. Tebow is probably more of a fan draw to Florida, a return to a return with Urban Meyer than any serious NFL comeback. If he does come back, what would you think he does statistically? Over under 30 catches, 300 yards, and two touchdowns. Well, I'll take the under on all of those, especially yes. for his first year back. Uh, but I'm I'm going to be really rooting for Tim to make the roster. And just, I mean, Mace, if Jacksonville can't sell out this year with Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow, and Trevor Lawrence, then they have no hope. I mean, th- this should be the most fun that the Jacksonville Jaguars have ever had. Yeah. Except for when they went 14 and two, but I don't even know. This they may were, be more fun than that. They were really good in the late 1990s. That's all I'm saying. When they went to the playoffs four straight years and there were no tarps, there were no issues selling enough tickets. That was one of the best teams in football. And probably I would say in terms of, for a multi-year stretch, if you're looking at teams and kind of uh, what uh, Neil Tennant of the Peck Shops would call the Imperial phase, I would say the, the Jaguars Imperial phase is one of the best that did not end up with a Super Bowl win. Mm. They were they were a very good team. So that's why I would say, um, you know what, they've had more fun in the past. Uh, also on Tim Tebow, I'm taking the unders. Uh, I think this is this is a gag. I think this is just to try to to a sell tickets and b take media attention off of Trevor Lawrence as he's developing in OTAs and training camp. I I, I am cynical about uh, the reasons why this was done. Um, and you're asking somebody who's going to be 34 years old in August to learn a new position. That's like I said earlier uh, on Twitter last night, and I got some flack for this. Imagine if you're urban Meyer and you got, you need a roofer. You, you got a, you got a big project on the house on your roof. And there's a guy who, and there's a guy who did your roof several years ago. Hasn't done it in a while. You call him up and say, I want you to do the landscaping. That's what he's doing with Tebow. He's, he's calling the roofer and asking him to do something that isn't the roof. I mean, you, just, you, you step, you step back in it. It's just absurd. It is absolutely absurd. And Oh, by the way, Tim Tebow's playing. Colin Kaepernick isn't. Yeah, I went there. Just saying. 
Yeah, and and a lot of people Sorry. are going there, Mace. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what role Tim develops. If he even gets a spot on the team, I'll be pulling for him as you know the third tight end, maybe uh, a, a guy that can have a lot of versatility. I think it's going to be fun uh, to be to be a Jaguars fan this year. And the Broncos play the Jaguars, and the Jaguars will be hosting a game in London. We'll see if that's where the Broncos will end up playing the Jaguars this year. We will, of course, find that out tomorrow, and we will be with you two times tomorrow we got two pods going on tomorrow and before we move on to tomorrow got to tell you about our friends over at green mountain dental because we've had many of our friends in the dnvr community go over to green mountain dental and tell us the wonderful experiences they've had they everyone that comes back says wow they really do treat you like family they're a family-owned practice and they treat you like family when you get a procedure done at green mountain dental they call you and follow up with you personally the dentist does just to make sure you're doing all right see if you need anything that is the family care that they offer and just look like a good family member they give you gifts if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you'll receive a free sonicare toothbrush that's all you have to do is schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll get a free sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at green mountain dental they're only a 15 minute drive from downtown denver and they have supported us for a long time and remember supporting our partners is supporting us so please show them the love over at green mountain dental well mace that'll do it today thank you all so much for rolling with us what a fun conversation conversation. What a hopeful time in Broncos country. And I'm so pumped to have all of you with us today. So for Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. Have a terrific Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the DNBR Broncos podcast.
Mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.